Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar, Diagnosis and Treatment of Parkinson's Disease. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live on June 28, 2017. This podcast is presented by the Lewin Group and is supported through the Medicare-Medicaid Coordination Office at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to ensuring beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated and coordinated care, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about current efforts and resources, please visit our website or follow us on Twitter for more details. Our Twitter handle is at integrate underscore care. In this podcast, Marianne Powderly, a family caregiver, discusses her experience caring for her husband with Parkinson's disease. As mentioned, my name is Marianne, and my husband Mike was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease around 2002 when he was about 42 years old. Um, we did live on Long Island at the time with our three boys, who then were 13, 11, and 6. Our middle son has special needs, and about the time of Mike's diagnosis, I had eight years earlier gone through Hodgkin's. So we really thought we had our hands full prior to that. So um, at the time, Mike had been working in Manhattan at, for a company called Arbitron, and he had been going into the city on the Long Island Railroad for about 20 years um, and walking up, which was the favorite part of his day, until Parkinson's because getting through Penn Station and getting around crowds became more difficult. So we slowly noticed problems with his arm swinging and some other motor, motor symptoms, and he was eventually diagnosed by a local neurologist. Um, in 2004, we decided to move to Maryland. Mike's brothers had moved down here. Um, his company, Arbitron, had an office here, and he really was finding it difficult keeping up with the pace in Manhattan. Um, it was a difficult decision to tell the people at work he had Parkinson's. We went back and forth on it a lot. But he was in sales doing presentations. Um, he was a little shaky. His voice was not as strong. And so he was afraid that people would think he was losing his edge or drinking at work or something like that. In 2006, um, after much, much research and prayer, Mike had DBS surgery, the deep brain stimulation surgery at Hopkins. Um, and it really was life altering. It, it helped him a great deal. I know that, you know, uh, he still has a lot of other, um, of the symptoms and difficulties, but the actual tremor is greatly helped by having the surgery. And we had hoped at the time that it would allow him to work a little longer. Um, but he did go out in disability in 2010, full time. Uh, we just felt all the pressure of him. Um, the physician was really putting a strain on his disease and some of the symptoms. Uh, so we decided at that time that that was a good time for him. Um, we did go on COBRA. So just a little bit of the insurance part. It was difficult because uh, he had to go on Medicare. And it was a strain on us that I had to have insurance for myself and my kids and all the premium costs and stuff for the insurance. So now that I've given you some history, um, I just wanted to mention a few points that I think are important to managing his care over the years and really just trying to keep our family intact. Um, here in Maryland, we're blessed with many great hospitals, many of which take a team approach. I can't say enough about the continuity of care, how important that is. Um, an example would be that a few months ago, Mike was struggling with an increased tremor and we had found out that several of his doctors, the surgeon and his neurologist, the psychiatrist and some other staff, got together and took a team approach on how they wanted to handle it. 
Um, did they want to do a different type of DBS, move, you know, what had he had done, change medications, which thank goodness is what they went for. Um, but, you know, between that and the electronic health record, keeping track of everything as a caretaker is really important. And I think another point to mention um, as a family member is the challenge that the entire family goes through with a diagnosis of this kind. Obviously, for Mike, it's been a challenge to face the physical and cognitive changes. Um, he can't just get up and run out, jump out of bed. And, you know, this is a man that was a New York City marathon runner. But, you know, it goes much deeper than just the patient. Um, we have three kids, and, you know, really, they walk the walk. Um, he, their dad's fallen numerous times. He had brain surgery, which is scary for them. Our youngest was only 10 years old at the time. Um, they moved from Maryland to New York. And our youngest son can't really remember his dad not having a limp. So, you know, there were some difficulties there. But the pro is that, you know, they're very nurturing. And even though they don't live at home, they spend a lot of time with us, supporting us. For myself as a caregiver, it's not always an easy one. Um, although we continue to have a great relationship, it's a different relationship than it was. Sometimes it's like parenting, uh, managing his medication, reminding him to sit up when he's eating so that he doesn't choke. Um, the multiple doctor's appointments and lists. And he is starting to have some increased cognitive difficulties. Um, so it's hard to be patient all the time on my end, and that brings guilt to me. And my mom lives with us as well. And then really the, the other important thing to mention is remembering the difference between the young onset at 42 compared to an older patient. Uh, there are just so many different things that go on. The challenges, you know, that an older patient faces are different. Uh, most likely this person is still working and they feel embarrassed um, at work. But you know what? People at work probably already know that something's wrong. Deciding when to go out on disability. Do you try to go out before you really can't do the job or maybe you'd get fired? Um, and you still have a young family at home. And we know all the, you know, the kids with busy schedules, it's hard to keep up. And then like us, you know, will your family move or change jobs or how will it affect you? And then just lastly, the medications that you, Mike will be taking so much longer than someone that was diagnosed um, earlier. So in closing, I just want to say that even the, the even with these challenges, we feel very blessed. We have a great life and a great family. We try to provide care with love. Um, but the disease, like so many others, does affect the whole family, directing for us where we live, the job choices that we've made so that I could have insurance. Um, I started working at Hopkins about a year and a half ago, um, mostly because I needed the insurance that, you know, um, a, a local doctor that I work for couldn't provide the same, the same, uh, the same way. And thank you for letting me share my story. Um, I hope it helps you better understand the needs of your patients um, and their families. And uh, if you're caring, if you're caring for someone as a healthcare provider or a, or a member of the family, that I hope that helped a little bit.